Hi, welcome to the Book Talks podcast. It's a podcast where we interview traditionally and self-published authors. What's their book about? What inspired them? What tips and advices they can give to aspiring writers and authors as well? In today's episode, we will be talking to uh, the author named Mr. David Jenkins. He is the author of the book Precept 6, Declaring the End from the Beginning. It's already available now on Amazon. It's one of the many books that he actually published. Without any further ado, uh, let's welcome on the podcast, Mr. Jenkins. How are you doing? Ah, Better than I deserve. How about you? Doing great. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I mean... This book, um, needless to say, is a unique and a thought-provoking concept. Could you walk us through what's the book about, what is Precept 6 is about, and how did you come up with this concept? All right. Uh, well, let's see. What the book's about is it's declaring how our Father, in the King James Version of the Bible, has declared the end from the beginning. Now, there's a lot of people that think the book of Revelation is how all this is going to end. But actually, through the books, the six books that the fathers had me write, we learned that the book of Revelation is actually how a lot of this began, not how it's going to end. That's my Mm -hmm. first part of the interpretation of declaring the end from the beginning. But it gets a lot deeper than that, and this book really elaborates on that because it shows how the Word became flesh. And that's what, you know, and so forth, and how a lot of the, well, and then from the book title, you know, know, it's declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, making known things that are not yet done. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it's going to freak a lot of people out, because this is where they got to understand, when he says that, making known things that are not yet done. Everything in the New Testament and a lot of things in the Old Testament is getting ready to happen to us mm-hmm. now. The days of Jesus. See, and this is where I'm going to be explaining to you here. The scriptures definitively tell us Jesus was not ever here before. Mm. If we stay with the King James Version of the Bible. Any Bible published after that, man has written it so they could get it to say what they wanted to say instead of listening to every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The name of the first book is Father Forgive Us. We haven't been listening. Everything stems off of that first book, and that's why I've changed them to Precept 1, Precept 2, Precept 3. When I first wrote them, I didn't do that, but now when I got with UR Link, I went and republished them all. But left all the content of the books the same, but I named the first book Precept 1, Precept 2, Precept, mm-hmm. you know, I keep going uh, up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Because in Isaiah 28, the Father's been teaching me precept upon precept, line upon line, a little bit there and a little bit here. He's been teaching me this over, the, over several years, and it's because I keep continuing to go back to the King James Version of the Bible to, to obtain all of my knowledge. I don't mm-hmm. go to other books. I don't let other people teach me. I let him teach me mm-hmm. from the King James Version of the Bible. And that's what these books do is they 
actually break it down, the King James, they break down the King James Version of the Bible and make it from a simplified way to understand it. Because I'm the foolishness mm-hmm. that our Father's using to bring down the wise and the prudent. First mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 1, that's what he said he was going to do. He's going to use the foolishness of the world to bring it down. Now, to, to, to elaborate on my foolishness, I've got a ninth grade education. I got a GED, but I never finished the 10th grade. So I say I got a ninth grade education. Mm-hmm. I tried college three times. Dropped mm-hmm. out, cost me a few thousand dollars, but I understand the King James Version of the Bible. I understand mm-hmm. our Father. I understand who he is, what he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing. And I agree with him. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's a very uh, thank you for that, uh, and that's a very profound answer. And thank you for that. Uh, You 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 know the the form that that we actually sent you. You stated here that exactly four hundred years after the King James version of the Bible was published, I found the scriptures to be talking about some personal things in my life. This caused me to create a sincere fear of God, and then started falling in love with the scriptures. I realized that our Father never commanded us to celebrate birthdays uh, or man-made holidays and immediately quit honoring these days for uh, and then Im- immediately uh, quit honoring these days for myself and all that in 2015 I woke uh, I, I awoke knowing that what what is in the first book father forgive us we have been li- we haven't been listening then on March 2016 uh, 2016 I was called out into the wilderness to give up my life I gave all that I had to, to the poor and needy, but all the clothes on my back, uh, but all the clothes on my back. Then I spent 40 hours out in the wilderness with no food or water, thinking I was supposed to die. I mean, these, uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but I, 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 I hope, you know, potential book buyers and listeners would be able to grasp what you are as an author. And, you know, one of the strengths, when I was going over the pages of your book, I think, um, uh, you know, one of the strengths of the book is the accessibility. Um, how did you like approach like making complex biblical concepts understandable to uh, a wide range of readers? Okay, uh, elaborate. What 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 biblical context are you wanting to for me to use an example? I could use you. I, I okay. Well, wait a second. Let me instead of asking that question, let me explain this. Uh-huh. Okay. We all know that this, we all know that the scriptures teach that Jesus was almost thirty years old when he got baptized. Mm-hmm. But when we go back to Matthew twelve thirty eight or twelve thirty eight through forty one, Jesus is telling the the telling them when they ask him what sign will we have, and he says, the only sign this wicked and adulterous generation will get will be the sign of Jonas. For Jonas was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. So shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. Now, we got to back up to 1986, March 28th, Good Friday. I was 16 years old. I had a, what man calls a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I say man calls that, and I'm putting air quotes, and I know you can't mm-hmm. see that right now, mm-hmm. but there is no such thing There is no such thing as an accident in that mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that, it was, and this book shows this, it was the Father that caused me to have that accident. 
on Good Friday, March 28, 1986, I was in a coma mm-hmm. Friday afternoon till Monday morning. I woke up out of the coma. The next thing to being dead, I mm-hmm. was in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. Now we skip forward all the way to March, 20, March 8th of 2016. That's when I was hearing the engrafted word that's spoken about in James 121. Okay, hear the engrafted word, which may save your souls. That's not a guarantee. Okay, but I was hearing the engrafted word telling me to take no food, no clothes, no step on a second coat, no, no water for my journey. I thought I was going out to die. March 8th, 20 days shy of 30 years later, I walked out into the wilderness thinking I was going to die. That Well, and it took the father about three weeks to get it through my thick skull that it wasn't a physical death. It was a spiritual death. I spiritually gave up the ways of this world, and I literally went to work for our father, hands-on, one-on-one, hardcore training. That's the... That's where I become the author of our salvation through the things I learned obedience through the things I suffer. And I guess there's a lot of suffering, but there's no way I would ever give up what I'm doing. There's days, though, that, you know, I want to quit. Yes, but. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's the way I kind of, you know, I kind of show. And that's what, what what thing the Father's told me to do. He's told me in all six books that the King James Version of the Bible is one long letter of instructions on how we are to live our lives today. It's not a book of the past. I mean, yes, obviously he wrote it many years mm-hmm. ago. Now, when you brought up the fact about how when I first got called to the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible was published in 1611. He called me to the Bible in 2011. That's 400 years. There's 400 years between that anybody of the scholars and everybody knows that there's 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. King James Version of the Bible was published in 1611. He called me to the Bible in 2011, 400 years later. We're living in the days of Jesus right now. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. way back then. But that's what he means when I'm making known of things that are not yet done. All that mm-hmm. stuff you're reading about Jesus is getting ready to be fulfilled. And a lot of the things of the Old Testament that are written is getting ready to be fulfilled, too. And that's the part I'm saving for the second part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, throughout the book, you have emphasized the importance uh, as well of faith and spiritual preparedness. Now, as a reader, how can individuals like apply these principles in their daily lives, especially you know, in these times of uncertainty? First of all, uh, rely on the King James Version of the Bible. This is very important. Now, mm-hmm. in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth book, but in the third and fourth book, I'll mainly stress on the fourth book, is Jesus is here, is where I break down who the son of perdition is. Mm-hmm. And we all know when we're told in Thessalonians, when the son great day of the Lord cannot happen until the son of perdition be revealed. Well, he's been revealed. That's learning who Satan is. That's learning that Satan, God locked Satan up in man, all of us. We have Satan in us. In the beginning of the Bible, God told the serpent that on thy belly thou shalt go, and dust all thy days of thy life shall thou eat. Mm. People aren't going to like to hear this, but Google it. Man eats about six pounds of dirt 
in their lifetime. We eat dust all the days of our lives. That's we're where he locks Satan up inside of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, with, with that concept, though, I mean, uh, needless to say that you, you know, with the King James version of the Bible that you've been, uh, 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 needless to say that you've been very passionate. As a Christian myself, um, when whenever I I I, I see these kinds of uh, uh, books and you as an author. It makes me so, uh, it, it, it has a gratifying feeling that because the word of God needs to be heard by many. And they say that uh, uh, um, books are uh, uh, a, a, a lost art. I beg to differ because the more people like you would write these types of, of, of prophecies and, and teachings and emphasis on specific versions, it, it highlights people it, it simply tells us that people needs, um, I think the word is discernment from all of this chaos. You know, the book basically also touches on themes of, on, 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 you know, um, I think global powers, like the, the, the advancement of technology. Um, when you were writing these books, what do you hope readers will take away from these discussions and how can they navigate these like complex issues with a prophetic perspective like you do? Okay. Uh, well, it, it's <clears throat> what they do is they give you an understanding of everything in the Bible. Uh, in, in, in these books that the fathers had me write, like many people think God, our father has mm-hmm. caused people. They, they, they say God of the old Testament's mean, cruel and vindictive. It's mm-hmm. the God of the Old Testament, the Father, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. breathed life into everybody from the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what Hebrews 9.26 talks about. For often he must suffer since the foundation of the world, but once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Many people believe that everything that happened in the Old Testament was for people of the past. No, it's about people for us. Because see, mm-hmm. when God says declaring the end from the beginning, he's saying right there in the beginning, on the first day of creation, when he created that light, that light that he created was him breathing part of himself into each individual on this planet, mm-hmm. including Adam and Eve. Okay? He... That's how Hebrews 9.26 is more often you must suffer since the foundation of the world. God breathed part of himself. John 14.6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No mm-hmm. man come to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. Okay? That life is the life that God breathed into us. That's the light that he created on the very first day. Mm-hmm. That's where we start looking at everybody as mm-hmm. being part of the one Son of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everybody carries their own cross. Mm-hmm. As the scripture sees us, Jesus carried his own cross to his own crucifixion. We all carry our own cross to our own crucifixion because no matter who you are, what color, race, nationalism, size, or shape you are, somebody, a lot of people, are going to be condemning you thinking you're not right for being who you are. Exactly. And that's not anymore. what God's about. God loves all of us equally. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all equal in his eyes. None of us are the, 
No, but he doesn't favor or respect anyone. I'm the one he chose. That's what Psalm 89 talks about, my new website that you are link created for me, David mm-hmm. of Psalm 89, which they're putting all, they've got all the books on there. They haven't got this one on there yet because this is just mm-hmm. recently published. Mm-hmm. And at the same, you know, it's when they created that website, I told them, because it talks, Isaiah 55 talks about how people should be able to learn this for free. At the same time, you can buy the books from that website, or you can go on Amazon and buy the books. But if you go to the website, davidofpsalm89.com, you can download the manuscripts for no cost at all. Mm. All the books are free, including this one. When they get this one put on there, the manuscript for this book will be free, too. If for anybody that cannot or chooses not to pay for it, they mm. don't have to. They can actually read all of these books for no cost. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a very noble uh, 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 cause. I mean, what was your what was your intention in doing so? Well, it was just, and, and it didn't happen until they created that website. The fathers started mm, telling yeah, yeah. us mm-hmm. because okay, now I now since I've been writing the books, mm-hmm. I carry a certain amount of the books most recently published, and I pass them out to anybody that might want one. I don't charge. I've had people try to pay me for them. I don't. I don't want money. Our mm-hmm. father makes sure I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. I've got everything more than I need. Mm-hmm. You know, and money, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. I think that speaks about that mm-hmm. in the book of mm-hmm. Timothy, First mm-hmm. Timothy. Okay? So I don't want all that extra money. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want it. If, if a bunch of people want just finally starts buying the books, I will give that money away. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to mm-hmm. do me no good. Mm-hmm. There's no need for it. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I got more than enough that I need. He makes sure I get, I get all, more than I need to eat. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. got everything I need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, uh, yeah, but that that is not yet. Uh, that website is not yet available, right? Not yet. The yes, yes, it is. Okay, the website David Psalm David of Psalm eighty yes. nine. Yes, the David, website David. is up and running. It was up and running. I think the end of last March. Mm-hmm. But they haven't got this book on okay. the website yet. Mm-hmm. David of Psalm 89.com. .com. Right? Okay. Yeah, the uh, 8 9 is numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David of Psalm 89.com. Um, you will be able to see uh, Jesus is here. Behold, a greater than Jonas is here. At, uh, at midnight, I will rise. Jesus Christ in the flesh. Uh, Father, forgive us. Uh, we haven't been listening. These are the books. Uh, this one, Precept Six, is about to be available on this uh, this uh, website as well. Again, just to reiterate that, uh, that's gonna be uh, Psalm triple W dot Psalm. Uh, I'm sorry, triple W dot David of Psalm eighty nine dot com. Right. Right. Now, I, I mean, you know, people. Uh, uh, I I'd like to get your opinion on this because people, uh, in, in all walks of life, you uh, uh, you you would not be able to, like, encounter all that are in favor with what you have published. As some authors, you know, with this type of 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 a uh, of uh, of genre, um, I I, o- I often ask this to them. Uh, needless to say that you you have you've made a comprehensive research you've been very passionate about the, you know your literature 
um, can you share some insights uh, into your research process and how you ensure the accuracy of, of your interpretations for those who are, you know, thinking critical about the book? All right. Okay. Um, one thing that's coming to mind right now, Isaiah, uh, I think it's Isaiah Isaiah 1 or Isaiah 58, God says that he never commanded us to sacrifice animals. Now, we, and this is one of the things the book shows, that we are the beasts that are sacrificed from those above that have dominion over our bodies. A lot of people don't understand how they got dominion. It's not like they, you know, it's not like we're on leashes or anything like that, but they have dominion over our bodies, mm. and they cause us to do a lot of things that we are doing. So, uh like with Abraham, he sacrificed his only begotten son. That is a was not a physical sacrificing. It was a spiritual sacrificing. And I went through the same thing with my son. And I, what he, he, it was a time that he wasn't working and would refuse to work. Then I remember where the scriptures tell us, do not feed a lazy man. Let them eat of their own bread. So I wouldn't give him any money. And that's what the father kept putting on my conscience. Well, then... Uh, Several months down the road, and uh, several months down the road, several months down the road, my brother called me up. I was in Colorado, or I wasn't in Colorado, but he was in Colorado, and he called me up and asked me for a hundred bucks. He said that he stuck at Walmart. They were stuck at Walmart, and he wanted a hundred bucks for some hot food. His son wanted hot food. They had plenty of other food, but the son just wanted hot food, and they didn't have the money for it. I said, "Well, I got to talk to the father because all the money I have is the father's." Mm-hmm. And that's the way I truly look at it. And, well, I told told my brother, I said, I got to, and this is explained in the books. I told my brother, I got to call, I got to talk to the father about it. As soon as I got off the phone, the father reminded me in my conscience about how Abraham was sacrificing his son. Well, then about an hour later, my other, my son called me up and said, Dad, I got a job. Now I knew I could be, I could help him out. Now I'm going to help him. I went went straight to his house, helped him buy a car and everything to get mm-hmm. so he could get back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. So my brother was the ram. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by the father was teaching me hands-on mm-hmm. 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 training. My brother wound up being the ram with his horns stuck in the thistle of the bushes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in a do-or-die situation. He was just in a situation. And the father says, no, you don't. He's, he's the ram. Now you don't have to sacrifice your son. Just the same thing as it happened with Abraham. It happened with me. Just no. the same. So that's that's kind of, I think that's hitting the area where you're talking about. Yeah, how, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I just, that's, that's I think it, you just kind of want me to explain how mm-hmm. my interpretation, mm-hmm. and that's the way the Father's done it. Is mm-hmm. hands-on, hardcore training. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. doing one-on-one, you mm-hmm. know. And he tells me, "You don't go to anyone else to learn this. I'm going to teach you mm-hmm. the, all this way." And that's what these books are. Once people start reading these books, that's what he's going to do with them. He's going to grab a hold of their hand, and then he's going to say, "All right, now let me show you this one-on-one." Mm-hmm. He'll take a hold of you. That's what he talks about all throughout the Old Testament. Tell them to turn back to me, and I will begin to heal them. But mm-hmm. people have to turn back to him. And in that, what this book, Declaring the End from the Beginning, really 
elaborates on is how we all got to have an understanding of the Father. Mm-hmm. If we don't understand who he is, what he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing, we're going to perish. We're going to mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. We're going to remain in the congregation of the dead. Now, see, that's something that talks about in the fifth book. Mm-hmm. At midnight I will rise. Mm-hmm. The world is walking dead. Until we turn back to the Father and truly seek his perfection, his righteousness, his justification, we are walking dead. That's mm-hmm. how he rose me first. Mm-hmm. Then, um, see, now with everybody getting this, starting to get an understanding of him, that's when the dead in Christ will rise. They're mm-hmm. not going to... There's a lot of churches or a lot of people that teach that they're actually going to see physical people coming out of, come out of graves. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is walking dead. Um, uh, first of all, I'm having goosebumps with these answers because I couldn't agree more, and I, I totally agree that in you know, um, again, when 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 you are link printing media, hand me over a copy of this. I think one word. I, one of the many words that could perfectly describe the word, uh, the book is discernment, you know, enlightenment. Uh, and you deliver exactly that. Um, we live in a world right now where, you know, you cannot say your opinion because it could be a polarizing opinion. It could be a dividing opinion. We, we live in a world right now where we don't see uh, the pure intention. We all often see malice behind that. Uh, uh, context or that statement or that gesture you know um the world has never i mean it's it's been so divided it's kind of sad and i think these types of books again brings discernment to those uh, uh readers now i i'd uh, you know i'd like to go on with in your opinion though you know uh, how can a, a a deeper understanding of these uh uh, uh biblical verses and prophecies impact our approach to spirituality and personal growth? Okay, man. Uh, like, how, 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 can, can, how, how can a deeper understanding of these uh, um, biblical prophecies uh, can impact our approach to our own, uh, you know, personal growth and spirituality? Well, it's, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. What you was yeah, saying? Yeah, basically, you know, w- normally, uh, you know, we try to connect readers from the authors. That's one of the main purpose of this podcast. And you know, um, basically, Christians would be the main, uh, uh you know, target audience of 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 the book, and. Uh, you know, you would often ask, I, I would often ask as a Christian, how, how could this book enlighten or give understanding, deep, deeper understanding of my approach to my own personal growth and my spirituality? How could, how could, that, how could this book execute that to the readers? It's going to show you who our Father is. <laughs> it's going to show you His shape. Mm-hmm. You're gonna uh, you're gonna start, uh, and you. I have to say this because mm-hmm. you won't get the understanding that I have of the Father just by reading this book. If you read okay. just right. this book, it's gonna throw you for a loop, right? Because 
like I said, each book is one step closer to the Father. Yeah. Each book mm-hmm. takes you deeper into the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to this book, you actually start to understand mm-hmm. from a wide mm-hmm. spiritual view mm-hmm. of who our Father is, mm-hmm. what He's doing, and why mm-hmm. He's doing what He's doing. And it's in the first thing we everybody's got to realize is God the Father does not want us to, he doesn't want to work. Okay, let's put it this way, all right? When I mm-hmm. laid down my life in 2016, I walked away from my wife mm-hmm. also at the same time. Why? Because the Father wanted me one-on-one. If he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to, he wants to work with each individual person on an individual base. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want... You know, if, yeah, if you're married, you, you love your wife, your wife loves your husband, and so forth. You love your children, obviously. Okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like with me, all my kids were grown. So when all this took place, mm-hmm. so it's more or less you want to, these books actually bring you to start understanding the Father on an individual basis, not by mm-hmm. everybody else's perspective. Okay, mm-hmm. when you touched on the birthdays and holidays, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the that's one of the very first things I gave up back up in 2011 because our Father is perfect, righteous, and justified, and I trusted Him. And I was like, "Wait a second! You didn't say we needed to celebrate these days. If you're mm-hmm. perfect." You would have told us, all right, mm-hmm. hey, if we needed those days to celebrate them. But he didn't, so I stopped immediately. I didn't care who it hurt, because the first commandment, thou shalt love God with all of thy heart, soul, and mind. Mm-hmm. Second, love thy neighbor as thyself. So my, my, my way of thinking was God comes first. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't tell, tell me to celebrate these days, so I quit. Mm-hmm. Made my daughter mad at me. Mm-hmm. Made my relatives mad at me for a while, but they realized I love them the same 365 days a year. Just mm-hmm. the same as our Father does. He mm-hmm. loves us all the same 365 mm-hmm. days a year. He mm-hmm. doesn't pick certain days and say, I'm going to love you more today than mm-hmm. I did or I will the rest of the year. No, he doesn't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Why, does it, why does man? Mm-hmm. See, that's where we start to understand who the Father is, and that is where the inner peace comes. Mm-hmm. Many people always say they want to pray for peace in the world, but the Bible tells us there, there is no peace in the world. And there hasn't been since he created it. Mm-hmm. There's never been peace. Mm-hmm. The stuff we're going through now is... We're going to talk about it in the next session because... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as a sort of a teaser for the next uh, interview that we will be having... And picking up from the from the statement that you said earlier, I mean, um, w- how could readers, because um, uh, y- you said earlier that they they can't like totally grasp everything just by reading precept six. So, if you are if you are to advise potential book buyers uh, and readers of of your books, how do they chronologically read your book from what title to what title? I mean, how how would right. they start? What's which, what's the first one? All right, yeah, I'll say mm-hmm. I'll say this: if you mm-hmm. want to understand him, 
if you want to understand our father, who he is, what he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing as well as I do, you're going to have to read all six of them, starting with the first one. Because the first one, Father, forgive us, we haven't been listening, okay. is an introduction of everything you're getting ready to learn. Okay. But, but, that's a lot of books. Okay, mm-hmm. these books ain't, they, they're not small. I think mm-hmm. the smallest one is Father, Forgive Us, and I think it's like 250 pages. Mm-hmm. They're not real small books. Mm-hmm. That's the smallest book. Now, the, the Behold a Greater Than Jonas is here. I would say that would probably be more, I'd almost, from my perspective, I would almost rather read that one before I read Father, if, if I didn't want to read the first one, I would at least read Behold a Greater Than Jonas is here. Mm-hmm. That one there shows how everybody is part of the one Son of God, regardless mm-hmm. of color, race, nationalism, size, or shape. It does not matter what you've done, doing, or will do. It does not matter what anybody has done. Mm-hmm. Okay? Everybody is part of a, the Son of God. God mm-hmm. breathed life into them just as well as he did you. Mm-hmm. And we start looking at everybody as equal to us. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. That's what that book really goes in. And I, I, the third book, Jesus Christ in the Flesh, I wound up putting it in the fourth book. Jesus okay. Christ in the Flesh was written written kind of fast because the father, June of 2019, the Father had a servant. Everybody's a servant. Everybody's a vessel of God. He had a servant actually tell me that she, she called me up, and a couple minutes into the phone conversation, she was from Memphis, Tennessee, and she told me, she goes, David, Hear what the Spirit says to you. Make thy name known. Make thy name known. Get the book done, or you're going to have to start all over from the beginning. When she started that, she said, hear what the Spirit says to you. Now, that brings me back to John, verse 4, 23 and 24, where where we're told God is a Spirit. So that was a commandment coming directly from God the Father inside of her, that Part of himself that he breathed into her was telling me, giving me a direct commandment, get the book done. Make that aim known, get the book done. So then he sent me to then he sent me to Hawaii right after that book that was June. That book was done in August of twenty nineteen. I went to Hawaii in November of twenty nineteen and I watched uh, and I explained this in the fourth book. I put the third book inside the fourth book because Right mm-hmm. after I, I know I'm skipping around here, but when I mm-hmm, yeah. right after I published the when right after I published the third book, I went to a casino, and anybody that thinks casinos are wrong, I have to take you to John one. All things were made by him and for him. Mm-hmm. That means casinos too, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the books, I describe how he uses those. He can help use the casinos to help you out financially. And he can use those casinos to chastise you as well. Mm-hmm. All of us are partakers of his chastisement. Everybody is. Okay? But I went to a casino, in the, and I played. I was playing crisscross poker, and there, everybody else from the table left. And the dealer come up to me, and she goes, what is your name? And I was like, well, David. And she goes, oh, because I'm supposed to say Jesus is here. That was the mm-hmm. word she literally used. She said, I'm supposed to say Jesus is here. So I immediately thought, okay, this means the Father's getting ready to reveal me. Mm -hmm. Well, I was wrong. Well, then October, I was throwing a fit, and I was like, I'm going on vacation. I went to Hawaii. A week before I went to Hawaii, he says, you're not going down there for pleasure. You're being sent. Mm -hmm. So when I go to Hawaii, I watched, I'm a 
flying in a window seat in the plane. I looking out the window. I watched a look like a city formed together in the clouds. I mm. mean, they were all in a vertical. They were different heights, uh, different what well, widths and everything. But it literally looked like uh, I don't know where you're. The phone caller ID says you're in Los Angeles, California. Yes, yes. So you know what it looks like yeah. when you're outside of the city coming in and you see all the buildings crunching exactly. together. Yeah, yeah, I got well, you. Well, that's what yeah. it looked like. Mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. Didn't look like didn't have the lights, but I could see all this. I even mm-hmm. there was a couple honeymooning sitting in the seats next to me, and I I said I'm sorry to bother y'all, but does that look like a city to you all out there? I sit there and watched it come together. And they looked out the window and they said, yeah, we can see that. Well, then mm-hmm. after that, I, I started to see these really thin clouds out in the distance. And they were down lower than the city and then so forth. And I could see the Pacific Ocean in between those in the little spot patches in between those clouds. Mm-hmm. Well, then I started seeing those thin clouds right underneath the plane. Mm-hmm. The same type of clouds. And because you're up above in a plane, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't remember how fast we was going between five and 600 mile an hour. Mm-hmm and whatever so but when you're up at thirty-two thousand feet everything looks like it's going by real slow well obviously it's because you're not down on the ground watching everything pass you real quick and so it started to look like a big tidal wave was right underneath the plane and mm-hmm. this looked so real to me i started checking the altitude and everything on my phone to see mm-hmm. how high we were we're still at thirty-two thousand feet i'm thinking mm-hmm. we're right above the ocean because it looked like the wave was getting ready to crash down on that city that of clouds that I seen that, that, that formed together. And see the father had me talk about that in the third book. And then well then in, I started to see ships look like lined up at a pier. And it looked like one of the ships was trying to come up that way and the back end of it was sinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I seen it literally looked like a flood. Well in the third book, Jesus Christ in the flesh, the father had me introduce Isaiah 40 or Jeremiah 46 8 where it says Egypt is a flood he covers the earth he covers the earth it's a mm. spiritual John 4 verse 23 and 24 the hour shall come the hour is that all true worshipers of God must worship human spirit this is all spiritual everything about the Bible is spiritual it's not physical so I seen this spiritual flood that covers the earth today everybody's in Egypt at the same mm, time. Yeah. Like I said, the whole Bible is spiritual. So I seen that foot. But with that dealer saying that Jesus is here, I panicked. I thought, mm. okay, after I got back there, I thought, you know, maybe I named the third book wrong. So I put the third book inside the fourth book. Mm. So I, I wouldn't really recommend reading the third book. I'd go right to the fourth book. But beware the fourth book is 565 pages long mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so it's quite long mm-hmm. i mean I, with this one um that's again that that's a a, a very profound answer and y- y- you said <sighs> if i uh, if i if i get it right uh if you want to skip father forgive us we haven't been listening you could go to behold a greater uh than jonas is here <laughs> Uh, and then you said Jesus Christ in the flesh. Uh, no, I, no, I would go. I would go from behold a greater than Jonas is here, then mm-hmm. Jesus is here. Because okay, Jesus is here. By yeah. getting the fourth book, by getting the fourth book, you're getting the third book also. 
Mm, yeah, got it. With a few additive, additive mm. witnesses. Now, mm-hmm. through those two books right there, well, from the third book all the way to the sixth book, there's 20 biblical witnesses at least as, who, as to who I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, my life lines up with the Bible, verbatim. You know, when, you for, when we first started this, you mentioned about things that I read about in the Bible that made me feel like the Bible was actually talking about my life personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I want to elaborate on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, know I, I, I know I'm probably way out of whack by doing this because you mentioned it way before, uh, but that's what my no, mind no does. I'm constantly mm-hmm. scanning the scriptures mm-hmm. in my mind all the time. Yeah. But now... When the first time I read the Bible, back in 2011, I read how God will give us a clean, a way to clean our teeth. Talks about the book of Proverbs, and I think there's one other spot, too. That's, you know, everything I've been, in my entire life, that I ever learned about people from hundreds of years ago didn't even have ways to brush their teeth. But yet, the King James Version of the Bible says, I'll give you a way to clean your teeth. That caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Then he says, I'll give you failing eyesight. I've wore glasses since I was 16 years old. Shortly mm-hmm. after that so-called man car accident, I needed glasses. I've needed them ever since. Failing eyesight. Then the thing that caught my attention the most was, yeah, I think it's in Deuteronomy. I think it's in Deuteronomy 28 where it says, I'll give your children to be raised by other men. I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly how mm-hmm. it's said. Mm-hmm. But... In 2009, I tried to take my life because I just split up with Kathy, who had my fifth kid. And all of my kids were being raised by other men. And when I read that, I was like, holy cow, this mm-hmm. is about me. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, I, and I established a fear. Proverbs, I think it's chapter 9, the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If you don't have that fear of him, it's going to be very hard to understand him. That's, that's just profound. So I, I, mean, I just kind yeah. of wanted to, I know that's out of place, but I wanted to touch on that because you mentioned yeah. that earlier. Yeah, I mean, you know, the more you elaborate things, the the better, because, uh, you know, this is basically in preparation for uh, the, the the next uh, uh, interview that we will be having, this is a two parter for for those uh, uh, you know who are listening, potential book buyers uh, and listeners of this podcast. So, we'll 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 end there, Mr. Jenkins. I'm excited as to the next part that we will cover. Um, I will be uh, um, we, the podcast. This podcast would be available like for um, like. Uh, basically, like Monday next week. All right. Um, okay. Um, again, just to emphasize the the website uh, for again for listeners and potential book buyers, www.davidofpsalms89.com. dot com. The eighty nine is number. Uh, um, go yeah. to that website. You'll be uh, able to see. Mm-hmm. So you said David of Psalms eighty nine. No, it's David of Psalms. 89. David of Psalm 89. Yeah, no S. Okay. Yeah, David of Psalm 89.com. Um, go to that website. Now, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna elaborate on that website. Mm-hmm. The father's the one that told me to give that name. And I suggest to anybody that wants, that's one of the witnesses as to who I am. Psalm 89. I am David of Psalm 89. Mm-hmm. And when you read Psalm 89, you, you'll read where God says, I have found my servant David. 
that will do whatever I command them to do. That's me. And wow. it says right there, I will make him into the firstborn. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's making me into him. Wow. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. an instantaneous thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all this schooling, and that's what that's what all these books are. He mm-hmm. makes he's making me the author of our salvation mm-hmm. through these mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these uh, books are. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. These books are. These these books are the way to the Father. They give everybody an understanding of him, what he's doing, who he is, why he's doing what he's doing. That mm-hmm. is a must. We got if we don't under I think it's in Proverbs sixteen man, I don't know. It's in I know it's in Proverbs where it says anybody that wanders away out of the uh, wanders away from understanding will remain in the congregation of the dead. That means you will not arise. You will not. You'll be reincarnated. Reincarnation mm-hmm. is real. My mom mm-hmm. and dad is my two granddaughters with my through my daughter. Reincarnated. My first granddaughter, granddaughter with her was born on my dad's birthday. My second granddaughter was born on my mom's birthday. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Yes, and they. That can't be a coincidence. And I explain. I no. And I explain exactly. that in that one in the fourth book, Jesus is mm. here. And I talk about it in the fifth book, and I talk about it in the sixth book. But in the fourth book is where I break down the full explanation of it. I don't break it down as well as I did. In the fourth book is where you get the best understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did a quick research, and it says in Psalm 89, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David. Your seed I will establish forever, and build up to your throne, and build up your throne to all generations. Um, it's just basically the excerpt of uh, of Psalm eighty nine, and uh, we'll continue to talk about this, David. Um, next week, we'll have it scheduled. I can't thank you enough for this time and your passion. I think you are. You know, there are authors who are just basically writing. Uh, just because they, they, you know, they, they would want to be established as an author, but you, I think it's more than, it's, it's, it's basically the purpose of sharing the word of God. And uh, as a Christian, I'm thankful that these types of literatures still exist and will continue to exist. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you. Now, I want to say one more thing, though. You mm-hmm. said you wanted to kind of have a tri- uh, something to lead into the second part yep. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. In the next part of this podcast, and which is you'll get the understanding from this book, declaring the end from the beginning, that it's actually the Father that is mm-hmm. doing this war over in mm-hmm. Israel right now. And I, how I, we're going to talk about how... The book of Luke tells us exactly what what what's getting ready to happen to us, what's getting ready to happen in the world. This is a worldwide event. 
Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to ask uh, 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 further questions because that's certainly something that is on the, on, 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 the, on the news right now. But let's leave that at that. It's a little bit of a cliffhanger <laughs> in there. And we'll talk about it on our next scheduled podcast. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Mr. David Jenkins, thank you so much. On that note, uh, uh, thank you for your time. I look forward to talking to you on our second uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank and you. I hope, our, I hope the readers will be indulged to, to read these because they give you an understanding of our father. On that note, thank you so much. This has been James from the Book Talks podcast. You have a great one, David. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.